Hi, you're listening to my mom, Kat Lee, on the Inspired to Action podcast. Hey, can I listen to it? Hey, my name is Kat Lee, and I want to welcome you to the Inspired to Action podcast. I hope this show is the pep talk that you need as a mom, a reminder that what you do every day is life-changing, and it matters more deeply than you could ever imagine. Out of all the women in the world, God chose you to be the mother of your children because you are special and amazing and he has called you and he will equip you. So thank you for serving your family, for loving your children fearlessly and for fighting to be a great mom. This episode is for you. Let's jump right in. Okay, y'all, this is my favorite time of year. I love Christmas, I love Thanksgiving, but I really love the new year too. I love making resolutions and goals and plans and getting ready for a brand new fresh start. I know a lot of you have probably seen me post on Instagram or on Twitter or Facebook how I see every Monday as a blank canvas, just waiting for a masterpiece. And I see that to just the nth degree for the new year. And so I'm super excited about 2014, and I want to get you guys excited, too. I know a lot of people are a little skeptical of New Year's resolutions uh, that, you know, we set them, and I think the statistic is that maybe 8% of us actually achieved them. So I wanted to share a few tips with you today on how to just not make New Year's resolutions, because I, I just think that word is a little bit misleading. We can't suddenly be resolute. We can't suddenly be committed. It is a process. And we needed to have a really good plan uh, in order to, to achieve our goals and to be resolute about accomplishing something for more than, you know, the first two weeks. So what I wanted to do was, first of all, I want to record uh, a post that I wrote a few weeks ago, just because I feel like the post was more of a, I, I hope it was, I know it was encouraging to a lot of you when I wrote it, but I just think it's something that maybe some of us just need to hear. So I want to share that with you. And then we're going to go into some goal setting tips So um, here's a post that I wrote a few weeks back, and it's called Make 2014 Your Best Year Yet, a seven-day goal-setting prayer plan and pep talk. Because, y'all, I'm all about pep talks. So I'm going to be reading this post. So it starts off with a little quote from my daughter. So that's that'll explain. So here we go. Mama, I want to get a ribbon in the turkey truck. So we were on an afternoon walk, just the two of us, and we were talking about our goals for the year. See, the Turkey Trot is a yearly 5K race at my daughter's school for all the students from first grade through eighth grade. And being that she's only in the fourth grade, it was an ambitious goal. But I was so proud of her for believing in herself and being brave enough to tell me. After all, if we aren't brave enough to speak our dreams, how can we ever accomplish them? So this year, the day of the race was cold and rainy, and as Texans, we're not really familiar with this sort of weather, so instead of canceling it, the school moved it inside. Yes, you hear that right. An indoor 5K through the hallways of the school. It was as crazy as you would imagine. The hardest part, though, well, besides dodging doorknobs, was that since everyone had to make so many laps through the school, I think it was like 30 You never actually knew who was ahead of you or who was behind you in the race because everyone was lapping everyone at one point or another. But my girl ran hard, and when they called the names of the winners, my sweet fourth grader 
Just as she dreamed, just as she'd planned, and just as she worked, she got second place. You know, she could have told herself that she was too young to place. She could have given up because she couldn't see who was ahead or who was behind. But instead, she focused on being her best instead of being the best. She left it all out there and ended up reaching the goal that she'd set so many months before. I was a proud mama, and not just because she got a ribbon, but because she set a high goal. She worked hard, and she completed it. So my question for you is, do you believe that 2014 can be your best year yet? I know it might seem, you know, a little overwhelming to plan for 2014. It's a whole year. But now is the perfect time to start dreaming and get going. And the first step is planning. Because you know what? It is perfectly possible perfectly possible that 2014 will be the absolute best year of your life so far. You have 365 days to accomplish things that you only dream of right now. And there is not a single reason why next year at this time you can't look back and say, wow, I can't believe I actually did all that. Seriously, y'all, there is no reason that you Whoever you are listening, wherever you are, whatever you're doing right now, there's no reason or excuse or fear that can keep you from a personal revolution in the 52 weeks of 2014. So here's what I want you to do. Step one, and feel free to write this down or press pause and just do all these things as I say them. Step one is to pray. Ask God what's on his heart for you this year. What does he want you to focus on and to accomplish? Because y'all, God didn't just make you for fun. He has a specific purpose and plan for your life, and there are things that he made you to do and people that he created you to impact. Therefore, each of us has a great responsibility to steward our days well. I love the quote from Henry David Thoreau that says, as if killing time doesn't injure eternity. Don't waste 2014. Ask God to fill you with his purpose for this year. So take seven days and pray. Day one, I want you to pray for direction in your roles. Where does God want you to spend your time this year? What areas of your life need your attention? Journal your thoughts as you pray. Day two, give God your fears and your excuses and cling to the truth that with him and through him, all things are possible. Ask him to help you recognize the lies of the enemy subtly disguised as insecurity and ask him to show you verses to combat those lies. Write those verses out and put them on your mirror or your refrigerator. Journal your thoughts as you pray. On day three, thank God for all the gifts, people, and opportunities that he's given you, and just spend today recognizing his goodness. Journal your thoughts as you pray. Day four, ask him how he wants to use those gifts, relationships, and opportunities for his glory this year. And yes, journal your thoughts as you pray. And for days five, six, and seven, review all your journals from the week and find the common threads and themes. Arrange them, refine them, rearrange them, eliminate some of them, and pray through them because these are going to be the basis for your goals in 2014. And we'll get to work on creating some of those goals in just a bit. But step two is I want you to believe And I want you to get it done because this is where so many of us get stopped up. We just don't necessarily really, truly believe 
that things are possible. But with God, all things are possible. You know, God didn't make you or I any lesser than Mother Teresa or Corey Ten Boom or Elizabeth Elliot. As a believer in Christ, the Holy Spirit resides in you. Not 25% of him, not 50% of him, all of him. You have direct access to the living God who spoke heaven and earth and every living thing into being. He walked on the sea, turned water into fine wine, and fed thousands with a little boy's snack. So I double dog dare you to be like that little boy this year. Bring whatever it is that you have right now. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if it seems like enough. He is enough. It's not about what we can accomplish. It's about what he can accomplish through those brave enough to bring an inadequate solution to a more than adequate Savior. You in? Then let's get started. So that was the post that I shared. And I hope that it sort of encouraged you, maybe challenged you, maybe inspired you a little bit. And I hope you take that double dog dare because y'all double dog dares are serious. 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 So... A double dog dared you, so you got to go go with it now. So that was a little inspiration to believe that amazing things can happen in 2014. Now I want to talk about how to make those things happen because it's great to be inspired, but the taking action part is hard, right? It's easy to get excited about something, but churning through the hard parts and figuring out how to start and where to start, that's where it gets really hard. So we're going to talk about some of those things today. So if we want to make 2014 amazing, the first thing we need to do is just have a goal, have a plan. You know, if we go on vacation somewhere, we need to know where we're going, right? Because otherwise, it's not really much of a vacation. We probably just, you know, end up in a town right around where we live, and it wouldn't be very exciting. So for example, many years ago, my husband and I, um, we had just had, I think, our second daughter, and we were, we were, you know how you are after you've had a second child within the span of about two and a half years, and you've been stuck at home a lot, and you haven't gotten out much, and we were sitting in church, and I said, Jimmy, we need to go on vacation. And he's like, okay, because my timing was a little lacking. He's like, okay. And then I leaned back over, and I said, today. And he looked back at me, and he said, Okay, so we did. We went home. We put the kids down for a nap, packed the car, woke them up, got in the car, and drove north. We didn't really have any idea where we were going to go, but we just knew we wanted to go on vacation, and we needed to. We just needed to get away. And so we headed north, and we had grand dreams of going to Nashville because I love Nashville. If you live in Nashville, know that I'm jealous. No, I'm not really. I love where I live, but I've always loved Nashville, and I wanted to go there. But with two little kids, we got as far as Hot Springs, Arkansas. And so that is where we vacationed. We had a great time. We loved it. And it was fun. But years before that, my husband and I um, had taken another vacation that we had saved for and planned for. And it was to Europe. And his dad lived there at the time. And so did his aunt. And we went to France and to Germany. And it was amazing and incredible. We saw the Notre Dame Cathedral. And we went up the Eiffel Tower. And just saw different castles in Germany, and it was just incredible, incredible trip. Now, the difference between Hot Springs, Arkansas, and France, you know, we planned for one trip, and we didn't plan for the other trip. 
And when you plan, you can go so much farther than when you don't plan. So, you know, spontaneity is great, but there is something amazing and powerful about planning. And I want to encourage you and challenge you that planning isn't something that we do just on our own, but it's something that we do hand in hand with God, that we walk in prayer and in attitude of prayer as we plan. So that it's not our hopes and our dreams, but we're just saying, God, how can you use me? How do you want to use me? What did you make me for? Help me to find that. Help me to be that, to be everything that you made me to be. So planning is powerful. So how do we how do we do it? Let's let's talk a, about a few steps. I love what Laura Casey says. Uh, she has two questions that she challenges people to ask in the new year. And the first one is, what worked this year? So look back at your 2013. What worked? What went well? Think through that. Pray through that. Write it down. And then what didn't work? What was a drain? Uh, I forget who says it, but I heard about how each of us has a has things that fill us or drain us. So what are your drainers and fillers in your life? Write those down. It's so crucial that we know ourselves and understand ourselves so that we can really um, harness our strengths and our gifts and use those for, for his glory and uh, really get as far as, as he's made us to go. So the first question that I wanted to ask is, what worked this year? And what didn't work this year? And then I want you to think about what what do you want to accomplish? And I know that question can feel overwhelming. So I want you to look at it a little bit different. And I want you to think, what do you wish you would accomplish in 2014? And what I mean by that is on December the 30th of 2014, if you could look back on the year what would you wish you had accomplished? And to me, this is an incredibly powerful question, incredibly powerful, because it cuts through all of our expectations that we think other people have of us, all the things that we think we should do or we could do or maybe we'd ought to do or other people expect us to do. And it really boils it down to the things that are most important to us, the things that we were truly made for. Another way to look at it, just to give you a better perspective, is when you sit down in the morning to make your plan for the day, what are the things that at the end of the day, when you put your head down on the pillow, that you would wish you had done? Because we can sit down in the morning and think, oh, well, I really need to go to the grocery store. Well, I really need to vacuum out the car, or I need to trim the bushes, or whatever. And we think of all these things that we should do, but so often they're not really the important things to us, the things that really, truly matter. So take that question. Think about that. At the end of this year, 360 whatever days, 67 days from now, what will I wish I had done? What will I wish I had accomplished? And that's going to eliminate so much of the little things, so much of the things that we think other people expect of us or things that we don't really care about, we just kind of think would be cool. And it boils it down to the things that are nearest and dearest to our hearts. So what do you wish you would have accomplished at the end of this year? And as you journal those things, as you think about what worked and what didn't work, as you think about what you wish you would accomplish, I don't want you to have more than four goals this year. And I would even say maybe three, maybe even two, maybe even just start with one. You know, you could even, it's okay to just have one goal 
for the year. And then when you meet it, do the process over again. Think of your next goal. But so often we set all these goals or we set this really gigantic goal and it all feels overwhelming and undoable. And we feel like we're at the foot of a mountain that we can't climb. So don't be afraid to do something small or just one thing. We want to have something that we can tackle and that we can accomplish. Less is more when it comes to goal setting. So let's say you have your one, two, three, or four goals. Now I want you to make them smart. Now, what does that mean? It's that goal setting time of year. So everybody's talking about SMART goals. But basically, it's an acronym that stands for your goal should be specific. So you shouldn't say, I want to lose weight this year. Or you should say, I want to lose 10 pounds this year. Uh, you, You could say, I want to run a half marathon this year. Make it something specific and then make it measurable. If you say, uh, again, if you say, I just want to lose weight this year, that's kind of a goal, but it's not specific and it's not measurable. So you want to make it measurable. I want to run a half marathon. That's measurable. So make it something that you can measure. The A stands for attainable. You want your goal to be something that you can truly accomplish this year. So if you set a goal of running an ultra marathon and you've never run around the block before, that might not be the greatest goal for you. You might want to set something a little bit more realistic. So then the R is relevant. So if you were a mom setting a goal to uh, be an IndyCar driver, that's not really relevant to your primary occupation at this point in time. So you want to make it relevant to what you do. You want it all to line up with your primary um, goals in life. Uh, So whether that's to be a great wife or to be a great mom, or if you work to be a great employee, you want the goal to be relevant to what you're doing and accomplishing in life already. Then the last one is time bound. You want to be able, this is really the key part. You want to be able to break it down. So say I set a goal of running a marathon this year. I haven't. I'm just saying, let's say that I did because that feels fun. So let's say that I set a goal of running a marathon this year. Uh, I want to break that down. So what most people would do is they would get some sort of training plan that breaks it down for you. And that says, hey, tomorrow on your first day of training, you're going to run one mile. And then on your second day of training, maybe you'll run a mile and a quarter. And the great thing about a marathon training plan is it does all the work for you. It breaks it all down. It tells you what to do each and every day. So there's no question when you wake up what you're supposed to do next. Now, no matter what your goal is, I want you to create that same kind of training plan for whatever your goal might be, whether it's to start a blog, whether it's to start a podcast, or whether it's to... um, have weekly one-on-one time with your kids. There are so whatever your goal is, I want you to break it down into something tangible that you can say, I want to be at this place in three months. I want to be at this place in six months. I want to be at this place in nine months. And by 12 months, I want to be here. So you want your goal to be smart. You want it to be specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. When you do that, What you're doing is you're just making it, breaking it all down to just your self-discipline. And when you get rid of all the other obstacles of, oh, I'm not sure what to do next. Oh, I'm not sure how to do it. When you get rid of all those things, when you create a solid plan and it all just comes down to your discipline, that's just one thing that you have to focus on. And yeah, it's a hard one. It's not easy to be disciplined. It's not easy to just take action. But there are some ways that we can hack our way a little bit 
into taking action on our goals. So make your goals. Pray about them. Think through the last year. Like I said, think through what worked and what didn't work, what you want to accomplish, what you wish you would have done in 2014. And then make your goals smart. And what I want you to do next that's really going to help hack your way into having the self-discipline to actually do the things is I want you to write each of your goals in present tense. So now this does a couple things. One, it's just writing out your goal and you're going to put it somewhere where you can see it every day. But it also helps you to envision it. You know, like I used to play tennis and one thing I would do before every match is I would just kind of envision hitting my different shots. And it, it helped me. I don't know all of the dynamics of it, but it really helped me to get the right focus. And once I got in the match, I'd already kind of envisioned my different shots. And I think the same is true when we plan and when we go about our day. If I'm in the morning, if I'm praying and before spending time with my kids and I'm, I know a certain challenging situation is going to come up. I want to kind of just envision how I'm going to respond. I'm going to envision my correct response to my children. Because then when I do get into the situation, I was already prepared for it. And I already envisioned how I was going to respond. And I'm so much more likely to respond in that correct way. So if we write our goals in the present tense, we're helping to envision how we're actually going to take action each and every day. So for example, if your goal is to get healthy in 2014, you could say, I am a fit and healthy woman. I choose healthy things to eat each day. I run two miles a week or whatever. But just speaking it in that, in a very authoritative, a very definitive, and a very um, visionary way. That's how I want you to write your goals. So I don't want it just to be this thing on your wall or on your refrigerator or your mirror or your desk or in your Bible or wherever you're going to keep it. I don't want it to be this thing that taunts you, that says, you know, run five miles a week and lose 10 pounds. That just seems kind of taunting. But if it's something that you pick up and you read and you're saying to yourself, I'm a fit and healthy woman and I make healthy choices for my body and for my family. I run two miles a week or, you know, whatever you want it to be. But I challenge you to write your goals in the present tense because it changes your perspective. It almost feels like you're cheering yourself on just by reading those goals. So I want you to do that, to write your goals in the present tense. Um, I think we're going to kind of wrap it up there. I actually have a whole bunch more that I wanted to share with you, but we're getting on the 25-minute mark already. So I think we're going to wrap it up there, and then I'm just going to do a part two. And the part two is we're going to get into a lot more of the details on how to break it down even farther, how to make it even more detailed so that we can really take action on it. But but for now, that's definitely plenty. You, I want you to pray. I want you to dream. I want you to set goals. And I want you to break it down into actions that you can take and goals that you can write in the present tense. So you do that. I will work on the next episode of the podcast. And we are going to rock 2014. Well, that's all that we have for today's episode of the Inspired to Action podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. I know that there are a million things that you could be doing right now, and I hope that this episode has encouraged you. You know, if you have any questions or suggestions for me, just head over to inspiredtoaction.com and click the contact button to send me an email. I would love to hear from you, and I would love to do whatever I can to get the resources that you need to keep growing as a mom. 
And if you enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you take a minute to rate it on iTunes. That's going to help more moms to find it and get the encouragement that they need. And as always, you can check out all the show notes for this session at inspiredtoaction.com. And you can also download any of our free ebooks or our free prayer calendars for moms at the blog. Just go to inspiredtoaction.com and click on the resources link. And my name is Kat Lee, and I wish you an incredible day with your family. And remember, you're a mom. You're kind of a big deal. Now go be awesome. is quiet But I've set aside this time for you I bow before the throne of a noble king And in this place my heart begins to sing It's gonna be a good day A good day filled with His grace His grace and sweet new